Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. So here we are on another, well, in, in Mantuak, another crappy day. Like, it's really dark and dreary, and but oh well, it is it is what it is. How about for you guys? Amanda, how's Kirksville? Is it sunny? Um, it is. No, it's, it's rainy and cold, but that's my favorite. Oh, that's your favorite? You like that in the fall? All right. Oh, rainy and cold. Oh, we need to unpack that on another day, Amanda. All right. Maybe, so but... we are we are excited to have another episode of the podcast here, and we have guests again today. We are so excited to welcome our friends, uh, Allie and Nathan Welch, uh, who are also Salvation Army officers, and they are located in Burlington, Iowa, which is super cool. I, I mean, I was born in Iowa. I don't always like to admit that, depending on my company, but I feel like this is safe company to, to admit that in. But uh, Allie, Nathan, it looks like you've also got John with you. So if you guys wanted to take a moment, tell us a little bit about who you are. Hello. Yeah, uh, we're here in Burlington, Iowa now. So we've been enjoying that. Only been here uh, over a year. Nice. Uh, so it's been a lot more relaxed than Chicago where we came out of. But yeah, it's been great because John's uh, just uh, turned 10 months now and so we've been enjoying the the parent life uh, very much but it is it has been difficult trying to figure that life with the work life schedule too but I we bet. are still learning yeah well being new parents with with the jobs that we have man that could be a, a tough balance but awesome Allie um what you got <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming as I am this morning. <laughs> That's good. Hey, we all are always as we are. <laughs> yes. Um, so as Nathan said, we've been in Burlington about a year and a half and we're loving our ministry, which kind of extends the community and the capacity of having a thrift store as well as community center ministries. Um, it's just a blast. We love it. Awesome. Awesome. And hey, uh, so I know your guys' story is kind of fun. How is it that y'all came to the Salvation Army? I know you got two different stories there. Because Nathan, yeah. you, you got some history there, right? Yeah, I've pretty much grown up in the Salvation Army because my, my parents are officers, uh, just retired recently. And then my grandparents were also officers. So it's uh, definitely runs in the family. So I pretty much lived it. Uh, a baby i was born into the kettle season uh, and, and same with john now so we're we're passing on the generation of being born in kettle season there you but yeah go. i've lived with it and then kind of uh, dragged alley into it uh, I, <laughs> uh, I kind of found myself at the salvation army when i was 20 years old invited to a game night and I was going to meet a friend of my, a, a brother of my friend. That's what it was. A brother okay. yep. of my friend. Um, I had never met him before. His name was Glenn. Yeah, I guess I can say that. His name was Glenn. That's not, that's not too much information. If he's listening. I, I don't think he is, but if you are, hi, Glenn. <laughs> um. And so I strapped on my rollerblades. I rollerbladed down to the Salvation Army. I wouldn't normally go to a place that 
I was unfamiliar with to meet a person that I didn't know. Let me say that. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> um, fair, fair. But I'd never heard of anything bad happening at the Salvation Army. And I'd heard they had this game night and they were playing a game that I really enjoyed to play at that time. So I stopped on in after I had rollerbladed about 10, 15 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a car at the time. Um, yeah. Long story. Um, but I had a mo- moped at the time. Ooh. I, ch- I had chosen to dr- to um, ride my rollerblades. I got in there and I was like, wait a minute. Where's all the clothes? What is this? I, first oh. of all, I didn't know that there was uh, a thrift store in my community so i'm very confused to hear that there's even one here and why are there games going on in the thrift store <laughs> you know, that didn't even that wasn't even a concern to me honestly <laughs> um the bigger concern when i walked in was where are all the clothing yeah and other items that the thrift store sell <laughs> and it must not have been scary enough for you to run off so <laughs> i just wandered in and I saw there's a kitchen and there's a chapel and then I stumbled across an area and above the front of the door it said fellowship hall so I figured this must be where it is I I used to be a church goer I wasn't really a church goer at the time so I walked in I saw this handsome young man there and I, I asked him I said are you Glenn and he said no I'm Nathan, and that's how I met my husband. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Glenn. Over there. Now, did oh, Glenn show up? What? Did Glenn show up? He was there. He was there. It's like, yeah, but he that, just... you had already been smitten by the handsome man at the door, so it was all over for him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So. Um. <laughs> But Glenn did give his blessing to Nathan to pursue the relationship. Thanks, Glenn. I that. I joke that it was the pizza that I made that was the key to his heart because they had the women that normally attended this young adult group had planned to make pizza. So Nathan had bought all the supplies to make pizza. And none of the women showed up that were planning to make the pizza. So they had all the supplies and he was like, well, we're having pizza for dinner. Who's going to help me make it? Nobody. Nobody stood up to help Nathan. I'm like, aren't these supposed to be your friends? (laughs) (laughs) But I had experience working in a pizza shop. So I taught him the proper way to make a pizza. Um, And I, I really think that solidified it for him. There was no going back after my pizza. If she can make a pizza, <laughs> I know it'll be all right. So, so single folks listening up, rollerblading to <laughs> to the church, looking for Glenn making pizza. Yes, that's uh, that's the recipe. That's the recipe. So that is that is an awesome story. I love that. That's great. So so wow. Well, thanks, Glenn, for the um, the blessing there. No, that's there good. was a Bible study that night, and that's how I got connected into the core. That's good. That's good. I was invited to stay for the Bible study Nathan led, and I was so mad at him because he was he knew I was a sinner, and he was preaching on something that hurt my heart. So it had to have been his fault, right? <laughs> Looking back, I obviously know it was the Holy Spirit's conviction. 
Um, I'm just trying to run a Bible study. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. This is so much fun. Uh, Yes, the Holy Spirit can work in many ways. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That is so great. So, Nathan, have you experienced that in other Bible studies you've led? Meaning another wife? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Just that uh, you've, you've, you know, cut people to the quick with your uh, calling out of sin. Uh, Not typically. (laughs) I guess they don't usually tell me. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I didn't remember anything too convicting in the study, but I guess it the Holy Spirit works, like you said. I'll tell you about what you studied later. <laughs> there you go. We'll remind him of uh, of that study. That is that is fantastic. So you never know how things uh, kind of get going for how you join up with the uh, the Salvation Army and just ministry in general. So that's cool. That's cool. One of the other things that I, I always like to bring up, um, just because I like to read and, and I like to study and I always am, am curious what people are looking at. So um what are you guys reading or studying right now whether it's uh in the bible outside of the bible what what's tripping your trigger as far as uh study right now well right now i am reading the emotionally healthy woman eight things you have to do or sorry eight things you have to quit to change your life okay um and it's by jerry Cesaro, I'm probably saying that wrong. Okay. Cesaro, <laughs> um, maybe? Cesaro. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait, can I see the last thing? I think I'm doing. Oh, yeah. We are. I'm doing a Bible study through this thing too with my young adults. Sorry, continue. Awesome. Or in book right books yeah, on different yeah. topics. Yeah. Uh, so and Emotionally I, Healthy Woman? The Emotionally Healthy Woman. I've okay. been reading the chapter on over functioning. Um, which is something that I feel like occurs quite often for me in ministry. Okay. Uh, and it's just about the mindset that it'll be better done or easier done if I just do it all myself and I'd be a burden to others if I ask them. Mm-hmm. So then I take on more than I need to. Sorry, Johnny wants to participate. Um, but it's about changing that mindset and realizing um, that over-functioning is actually enabling others mm. as well. Yeah. Um, it talked about a mom who, you know, always did her kids laundry and made them dinner. And then when they, you know, not that those aren't great things to do, but never gave them the opportunity to learn how to do those things for themselves. So then when they got out onto the own, their own, they realized, oh, I don't know how to do any of those things because I've been enabled by my mom to not. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We, in fact, I just had a conversation about that today um, with a, with a, a guy this morning who said, you know, my mom taught me how to cook, how to sew, how to garden, how to do all the things that she knew. And then my dad would take us and we'd go, you know, take the transmission out of the car. Um, so that by the time I, I was out of the house, I knew the basics, the basic blocks of like, these are, I can fix simple things. I can fix, I can do my own laundry. I can cook food. I can do this. I can do that. 
such a vitally important thing for, for kids to learn from parents. But yeah, if you're accustomed to doing everything on your own, oh, I get it, right? We, uh-huh. Amanda and I have talked about a couple different times about different things where sometimes it's just easier to do it yourself, right? Because you just get it done. You know what needs to be done instead of, you know, oh, I have to try and show this person or, or let them do it. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it wrong and mm-hmm. how healthy it is to actually for you and for the other person to allow them that space. Absolutely. And I think it spills over into our ministry too. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about something that we recently talked about at officers councils, just if I am preaching on Sunday and teaching on Sunday, then someone else is picking people up, mm-hmm. you know, or who's going to, who's going to preach if I'm picking people up, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. letting the congregation know that they are vital parts of the body yeah. and if they're not using those parts, they're not using their gifts that God has given them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Such a good insight. How about Nathan? Nathan, what are you reading or studying right now? Anything good? Well, typically a study like a Psalm proverb and, or read daily Psalm proverb and then something from the old Testament and then something okay. from the new Testament. All right. Uh, recently, I tend to just fall back on the Lectio 365 app and kind of at least try to get that in daily since it, it is a little harder having John uh, be yeah. able to sit down and read. But uh, that's- So for those who might not know, what is a Lectio? What is it? The app itself? Yeah, or yeah Lectio? the Lectio 365. What's that? Yeah, what is that? Oh, well, I guess trying to explain it myself is... Uh, <laughs> Put you right on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Taking you through a prayer, a devotion time with God, usually focused on a, a, a few verses or a verse. And it's it's typically the same daily. The process itself is the same, uh, but they'll have a, a new passage each day. Okay. So uh, more prayer time, uh, silence time, and focused on that, that little verse or two. Okay. Yes, uh, what... Would you describe it as anything beyond that? You might have a little more <laughs> words to it. <laughs> well, I, I think of, well, Lectio, well, there's also Lectio Divina, which is a little bit different. Um, it's usually a, a longer passage, but I, I do, the Lectio 365 app, I've never used it, but I've had heard very good things about it, especially if you're trying to find something to do daily that you need some something else to help you with the discipline of that. Because yeah. does it, it auto pushes notifications, right? Each morning. Yep. You can have it do that. And then it'll have something in the morning and then something in the night. So you can have it twice a day. Yeah. And it guides you through a prayer time, a, a silence time, a reflection time. And that can yeah. be helpful too, because some people, especially if you're, you're new to the, to the kind of daily devotions or the daily quiet time with the Lord and you don't, you're like, I don't even know what to do with this. And yeah. you, you know, you pick up, uh, you pick up your Bible and you're like, uh, and you get to like weird parts of like numbers or something. Uh, Lectio is, is a way to kind of get you into passages uh, purposefully and with intentionality that mm-hmm. can um, guide you through a process uh, to get you started. Or as you know, Nathan's been, been doing this a minute, but if for him now with the baby uh, that offers a, a time that you don't have to like, 
like plan something ahead, right? It's planned for you, which is nice. Exactly. Yep. And typically for the month, they have a certain topic they, they focus on for each month. Okay. So Lectio 365, it, I, it's a free app. You can probably find it uh, wherever you, you know, you get your apps. So if that's something that would be interesting, maybe I'll, Hey, I can probably put that in the, in the notes. Ooh. Uh, ooh. I got to use those notes better than I do. Gonna yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you use the notes part too much. <laughs> hey, we're newbies on this podcasting thing, Nathan. <laughs> like, I would have no idea myself. So. <laughs> wondering when you invited him to be on, cause he's a little sassy, you know, <laughs> you kind of get what you asked for with Nathan. Hey, I like sass. <laughs> that works out. No, that's, that's great. I think, uh, and, and I appreciate when you said, uh, you know, having a, a Psalm, a proverb, an Old Testament, a New Testament, it's a very classical way to do uh, devotional time. Um, yeah. There are so many uh, resources available online to do that, that'll actually give you, walk you through, in fact, um, many where, that'll walk you through the whole Bible um, in, in a three-year span of time or a five-year span, or even a one-year span, depending on how much you want to read for the day. The Proverbs thing is cool. If you read one proverb a day, you can get through the book of Proverbs every month, which is super <laughs> cool because there's 31 Proverbs. Um, and then if you read three Psalms a day, you can get through the book of Psalms every month. So there's 150 Psalms, but there you go. That's my my intellectual addition to the podcast today. So <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. I that I I might have to check out that Lectio 365. I've heard it from a lot of just people. Just downloaded it. You just downloaded it? Awesome. I I'm ready. Take it. Multitasking. There you go. My, my ADD does not allow me to do one thing at a time. No. <laughs> She's multitasking, friends. It's all good. Well, then the other question I always like to ask people because, you know, I, I just love to hear how, how people enjoy uh doing ministry but you guys have been you know officers in the salvation army as long as as we have we are obviously in the same session same same class so four years in um put you know getting into year five what is what's like the best part of ministry that you get to do every day or what's the and maybe not the best or or what's what's really awesome about what what we do this well, ministry thing and I went into it was building relationships. That's the huge and most important part, uh, whether that's a relationship with God or just relationship with people in the community and uh, try to bridge that. If they don't know God, uh, make sure they, they get to know him or yeah. try to help in whatever way I can to make that happen. Awesome. Aww. What I love a lot about ministry is getting to connect with people on different capacities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not everyone that we meet with is on the same level spiritually. Sometimes it's bringing those people to Christ. Sometimes it's um, encouraging them to go to the ARC. Or, you know, we've had that a couple times where we've driven people down. Mm -hmm. um, just, you never know what's going to walk in your door from day to day yeah. and the connection that you can form with people or the way that you can change someone's life in just the smallest way every day mm -hmm. is awesome. It can happen at the thrift store. Yep. Uh, you know, it can happen at the community center. It can happen at outreach events. 
And that's the beautiful thing about knowing the Lord and he's everywhere with us, right? And we can yeah. just bring him along with and um, share him. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know we've talked about here in the, the thing, but ARC, again, just for those who might, this might be their first podcast, is a, is a Salvation Army term for Adult Rehabilitation Center. Um, it's, a, it's a facility that helps folks who are uh, struggling with addiction, struggling with substance use disorder, whether that be alcohol, drugs, or, or other things, and they can uh, check themselves in and uh, it's work therapy and some other things. And so it's, it's just a great program. Uh, of the Salvation Army in some bigger cities. So yeah, in Burlington, you don't have one, but there's a, there's a one in Chicago. There's one in St. Louis. I don't know if there's, is there one still in Springfield or is that one? I don't remember. Anyway, there's a few around the country for the Salvation Army. We have one in Davenport. Oh, you have one in Davenport. Awesome. I didn't know about the one in Davenport. See things I learned. That's awesome. Yeah, I think relationships and and relationships is the key, right? I mean, people are people are people, right? And as we endeavor to uh, grow in our relationship with the Lord, uh, that that's not a one way street, and it's also not intended to just be up and down, right? We talk about the cross and how we have the up and down relationship with us and God, and then we have the horizontal with us and other people, and how. Um, God has called us to, to be messengers of the gospel, which is super cool <laughs> in so many ways. I love that. I love that. That's our session name. Like we've talked about that in previous episodes, but like, and, so good. And if you're only ever focused on the vertical, just us and God, then we miss the blessing of the kingdom of heaven, the, of God's will being done here on earth as in the Lord's prayer. And, um, I think sometimes people can get too focused on the vertical or too focused on the horizontal, but it's actually a both Yeah. in order to fully experience the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Man. Well, those are my questions, but, but you know, we've talked about some deep stuff um, already. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else, Amanda, you got any questions or any, I mean, those are my go-to questions, but I'm out of go-to questions. Sure. Well, I know you guys are, um, you know, entering into this parenthood journey. Has that opened up any insights for you into the gospel or the kingdom of heaven? I'm yeah. just that. For sure. Just uh, now being a dad, uh, seeing that role come into play in my own life and how God is that father figure towards us and mm. uh, trying to to get to that uh, perfect example is always hard, but I mm-hmm. mean, that's what we strive for, yeah. but just seeing a uh, life uh, come into being and uh, being a part of new life is just amazing. The, the constant changes and new things, it's, it's just amazing seeing uh, God working uh, through his life, through my life, through all the lives around him because he is so happy all the time he, he <laughs> brings joy to pretty much everybody mm-hmm. so it's it's just a, amazing how god is so good and he works through everything yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome for me and if you know our story we went through the process of adoption um with our son john and he joined our family 
um, 10 months ago. Yeah. It's opened up insight to me as, you know, people will say, oh, isn't he so lucky you've adopted him? And, you know, you've been, he's been rescued from this situation. And sometimes I think that that's not necessarily the case, you okay. know, um, that's not a lucky situation for a child to have to go through, but it really brings me back to adoption um, into sonship. Mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. People see it as, oh, he was adopted into your sonship. It's, it's like, that kind of relationship, but I just think that what is coming more and more to light for me is it's not the same as being adopted into sonship to God, right? right. Because God is perfect. God um, mm -hmm. is always the person that we can rely on, and we as humans can't be that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So... I think it's just bringing scriptural insight into that and mm -hmm. seeing more of um, how that might not be a perfect analogy, mm -hmm. um, human adoption versus adoption into sonship. Right. Yeah. Well, I think just the, the fact that in human life, we, we tend to put shame to somebody like you said, someone saying, well, good thing you got him out of the situation when that's not the, the part we're looking at. We're, we're seeing, seeing the miracle through all of it, that we have a, a relationship with the birth mom uh, to be able to build that and um, bring her into the kingdom of God or have the mm -hmm. opportunity to, yeah. and then John into our family and bring her as well into our family because mm -hmm. she's become a part of our life. Mm -hmm. So I, I think just the, the human side of kind of bringing shame to somebody in the situation is just a sad thing which shouldn't be yeah uh, and and what i hear you saying is in the story god is the hero yeah right in all stories right yeah. and he is a big picture god and we have no idea the uh the impact that john's life is going to have because of all these different parts moving um and to the to the glory of of our father right to say we have no idea the the you know, we can see little glimpses of the things that he's doing, um, but ultimately, um, his his identity in God is the thing that's going in God's family is the thing that's going to ultimately um, be the thing, right? <laughs> be the yeah. stand stand yeah. the test. Because we we never would have thought we would have been in a situation years ago when we first got married. Uh, we were expecting something else and prayed for something else. Mm -hmm. uh, but at this point, we we would never think it to be any different or would mm -hmm. not to it to be any different than it is now because mm -hmm. we have John with us and he is such a blessing and we can't imagine it any any other way so right. we just see the blessing uh, through everything even some of the hardships a lot of the hardships the years we went through of, of trying of finding out we weren't going to be able to uh, but God uh, putting a new story in our life and uh, mm -hmm. putting new life in, into our life to mm -hmm. to have John being a part of our family and even uh, his birth mom a part of our family as yeah. well. Praise and what God. I'm finding is through the pain and suffering that we experienced, we are able now in a, a much healthier place to be the best resources to people who are going through Mm. the struggles of infertility mm -hmm. uh, I 
I can remember just feeling when we were going through that, when I was reaching out for help, reaching out to people who were able to conceive naturally and they just didn't always mm -hmm. understand and bless their hearts, they tried, you know, to, to provide comfort, mm -hmm. but that wasn't always well received. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Well, and especially if you've never, if, if you've never experienced something, it is, it can be really difficult to try to place yourself inside that scenario, that situation, because it's never something I've gone through. Like for me personally, um, when I talk to, you know, folks with kids or, you know, folks in whatever, fill in the blank of the situations, I've never had a, had a desire personally to have kids. So I have no frame of reference for any of it. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, just cause I just don't, I don't know. I can listen and I can be as empathetic as my kind of experience allows for, but it's not true. Well, it's, it's, it's true for what I can give, but I can't give what you guys can give having gone through the situation. And that's where God redeems our stories. And he uses yeah. our stories to uh -huh. bless other people especially if we're willing to step in to that. We, we just, I was just talking yesterday about how, you know, God uses our past, not in a shameful way, right? We, we, to lay in, to sit in the shame of our past isn't helpful because God has redeemed it right through the hurt. Like you said, Allie, through the hurt, through the pain, through the suffering, God redeems that uses that for his glory. And then we can, we can work together with him to impact others who might be going through similar things. Yeah. That's an incredible aspect of, of God using us for his glory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know that in those situations, the, the conversations were never meant to be hurtful. It was just coming from a place of inexperience. Right. Right. Because yep. if you haven't experienced it, you never truly can understand mm -hmm. or have that emotional attachment to the situation. Right. Yeah, and to just say, well, just get over it. It's fine. Or just, well, it'll be all right, right? Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, who's, oh, my my friend here. It'll be all right. I'm like, that's the most unhelpful thing in the whole wide world right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for trying, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically like a funeral situation. Some people that don't know what to say, they either say the wrong thing or something else that it shouldn't be said. Or... Yeah. Uh, most of the time it's not best to say anything at all or just mm -hmm. kind of give yeah. support just say i'm here for you and yeah. you know be that listening ear for the person to yeah. to vent to when yep. times are hard yeah like i said sometimes no words are the best words <laughs> which is really hard for me because i'm a i'm a talker i'm a word person i'm a fixer like i'm a gotta feel the awkward silence and it makes it worse yeah. I'm learning. We're all teachable, right? I'm learning. Yeah. We're learning. We're all learning. And that's that's where your book, Emotional Healthy Woman, there's another one. I'm going to start here soon after I finish. I've got a, it's third on my list, but it's Emotional Healthy Discipleship. Okay. And it's in that same vein of, mm -hmm. you know, just getting your emotion. Like we, a lot of, for, for me, I'm just speaking for me at this point. I'm a, I'm, I'm an intellectual kind of person. I'm a thinker. I'm definitely not very good at feelings, right? Not very good at emotions. And so like learning, realizing that that's a weakness and saying, 
but I gotta, I gotta be better. Right. I see it as a weakness. I see it as something I need to work on and then saying, all right, I'm smart enough to know I got to work on it. So let's work on it and, and work on those emotions and emotional maturity and emotional intelligence, which is so healthy because we're, we're not just one faceted individuals, right? We have, uh-huh. we're, we're body, soul, spirit, emotions, mind, um, and every part of our story matters. Yeah. It all matters because God is a big picture guy. So, you know, the embarrassing conversation that keeps replaying in your head from when you said something weird in sixth grade matters, right? <laughs> right. It all matters um, to God because it is who we are in connection to him. And we're not just little Bible quoting robots, right? <laughs> we're dynamic. Right. And our thoughts and fears and wants and desires and are not they don't, well, they don't have to be bad, right? Right. They really actually have no connotation to them whatsoever. It's what we do with them that makes them good or bad. Right. Yeah. But, um, and so we are supposed to be emotional beings and, uh, and God redeems all parts of the stories that he is given access to. Yeah. And now you got me interested in what this weird conversation was. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> Actually uh, <laughs> it, uh, so sometimes my husband would be like what are you thinking about and i'm like a comeback from for fifth grade when when jamie said something rude about my outfit <laughs> finally thought of the perfect comeback <laughs> years later find her on facebook that was the, message. the bc years yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go and he's like uh okay that's say brian just doesn't say anything that's why he's <laughs> all right you do you (laughs) oh goodness that is so much fun i i I don't turn uh sixth grade stories that doesn't turn in my head but like six minutes ago i'll turn that or six months ago i'll turn that or or be like oh man i screwed that up why do i keep thinking about it and processing through it but but we do we focus on especially cycle 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 why did I do it that way? But do you do but, that with your sermons? I tend to sometimes do that with my sermons where I'll think back, did I say that right? Or was that weird? Did that yeah. come across the way it should oh, have? Sure. <laughs> yep. Sermons or Bible studies. And you're, oh, that yeah. came out totally wrong. Why did I say it that way? Oh my gosh. They're going to think crazy things about me. Oh, well, yeah. it is well, what it is. When he comes to me and then he's like, did that sound weird? And I'm like, should I tell him? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. what, he, what kind of answer are you looking for? Are you looking for an analysis or just some reassurance? It's gonna. My answer will well, depend entirely on that. The, the truth of it. So if it's bad, it's I need to hear it. But now with Facebook Live, it's like, well, it's already out there. Yep. Can't bring that back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the inter- internet is a helpful thing at times, but it's also. Um, anybody can put anything anytime on on the interwebs and it just is there and so but no good stuff amanda i usually give you final thought you got any final thoughts for today um no i just thank you for your guys's uh i say no and then i talk sorry every time every time she says no and then she has something so it cracks me up every time like no but but, 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 but learning self-awareness look i just caught it but anyway (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I think you guys are doing um, just your your spirit and your testimony is just so great. And I know that um, God is continuing to uh, use your infertility journey for his kingdom. And um, and I think that's just that speaks into something I can't speak into. And I think that's what speaks to the beauty of the kingdom of heaven, that it does take all of us because every one of us has niches that the other person can't access and so um though the the broader we can um spread our our gospel horizon um the greater it and so thank you guys for using that uh part of your journey for for his kingdom and uh just always a blessing to to chat with you guys absolutely absolutely so would you be open if we invited you again come on come yes, on another time of course if what i said yes of course oh excellent i thought you said if and i said oh what what's the stipulations we gotta adhere to if we get some cookies or candy or so <laughs> like, you know the, the house. all right next time i'm at my folks i'll stop by and give you something <laughs> just butter them up no just kidding there you go hey but uh i mean i'm heading down to my folks at christmas time and y'all are uh on the way so maybe i can swing by and what Aren't we both yes. the hosts and us? Yeah, that's what's the great thing about y'all. Y'all living where you do, so maybe we have a mini family reunion. Ooh. <laughs> I like that idea. We got that's good. I like it. Make it happen. All right, so that's that's <laughs> awesome. All right, friends. Well, it has been a glorious time. Uh, we'll end the podcast uh, at this point just because we could talk forever with, I mean, when when friends get together, that's what that happens. I mean, we can keep talking and I don't want to have to cut the podcast into two episodes if I don't have to have to. So anyway, uh, I always conclude our podcast with the phrase, uh, God blesses us so that we can be blessings to others, because I think that that's an important part of who God is. He blesses us not so we can hoard it. Like I always use an example of a cup. I had a wonderful, warm, hot chai because it is 30 degrees here in Manitowoc. So it's kind of cold this morning. You see me bundled up. I have not turned my furnace on. I'm really trying to avoid that. Um, but, uh, but anyway, God blesses us and we can't, we can't do this to our cups for those of you who can't see, cause you're not here. Um, we can't put our hands over it and like hoard the mm-hmm. blessings. We got to yeah, spill out the blessings that God gives us to those around us. Cause that's the, that's how the kingdom of God works. Anyway, we'll catch you guys next time.